0: Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget.
1: Good evening, everyone, and thank you for being with me tonight. Tonight, I'm going to be doing a final, this is my final show of the year, because honestly, next Wednesday... Uh, falls on Christmas, and then the following Wednesday, it falls on New Year's. So those two days are, as we would say, occupied. So what I wanted to do, and I was going through you know, some tweet stuff, and I looked at, we've got Zeitgeist 2013 you know, as the trending thing. And so I thought I would start by looking at what I have seen as trends throughout the year of 2013 in the area of sexuality and <clears throat> because if you look at i just i I looked up on dictionary.com zeitgeist noun german the spirit of the time general trend of thought or feeling characteristic of a particular period of time in my world of sexuality i honestly today got one of the most amazing emails to inform me that I have spoken before of being part of the Leadership Council for the first endowed chair in human sexuality in the world. Well, today we got the notice that the second chair that we had been working on, the Joycelyn, uh, to get the $2 million in the bank so it can initiate the search for a scholar to support this, is we got the, the email that it has been funded as of today and it will become operational at the beginning of 2014. I'm going to tell you that this Joyce Lynn Elders Chair in Sexual Health and Education, this is huge because what she looks at as the former Surgeon General of the U.S., she saw as a pediatrician, pardon me, as a um, pediatric Uh, endocrinologist, she constantly saw how babies having babies, in other words, young girls getting pregnant 12, 13, and younger, she said that is the poverty trap. And if we have a way to interrupt the poverty cycle with sexual health education, that is her mission. And the reason that Dr. Elder's even though she is from Arkansas, even she lent her name to this chair at the University of Minnesota, when she was a young black female resident, University of Minnesota was one of the only schools, medical schools that would take her for a residency when she had graduated from medical school. And so this is fabulous news for us and fabulous news for people in the area of sexual health education. That means that this body of information that will be brought forward with this cannot disappear. Because what happens now in universities is if there isn't the separate funding to support a scholar's work, it evaporates. And sexual health is something that often does not get supported. And what we needed was to get... We now have two of them, I mean, we are high-fiving ourselves all over the place. So, from a zeitgeist, from a sexual health standpoint, that is fabulous. Another thing that I noticed, you know, when I was thinking about this, how Pope Francis has created a completely new way of being a leader of one of the major religious groups in this world. He has said, he wants to be of service, and he wants to be someone who is of the people. And he has lived true to that. I, I just think that this man has been a marvel. And when you look at, uh, for his birthday, for his 77th birthday, he went and invited, they say three or four, homeless men to have dinner with him at the Vatican in his... Um, in his, his Vatican Hotel. What what an absolute delight. Now, if anyone would like to call in, if you're listening right now, the number is 877-864-4869. Again, 877-864-4869. And if I don't get on this stack soon, Anna's going to think, wonder what has happened to me. So um, the other thing <clears throat> that I saw for this this coming year we have had many more things associated with 50 shades of gray and in 2014 when the movie comes out we're going to see an equally large number trust me this is this is the film that has changed how many people and and we're talking worldwide when i spoke in india and in the in the far east at uh, the beginning of this year Let me tell you something. They wanted to know, and they were very curious about how can they incorporate this into their own committed relationships. Another thing that I see is we are having much better toys being developed, much better, and from smaller manufacturers. They're coming in, and the larger manufacturers are trying to gobble them up, but they are coming forward with toys that they themselves wanted to see. And because they couldn't find them, they developed them themselves. Another thing that I have been doing over the last year and have spoken about, and I will go into it into the second segment of the show, is the thechildrenofthenight.org. Now, this is an organization that I have... Um, been doing presentations with for, I guess, two years or going on three years, and these are under age, um, so under 18 children who have been forced into prostitution, and, you know, survival sex would be the term one would use, and this is their, it's, it's a rescue for them, so literally it is, becomes their new home. It is privately funded. It has a capacity of 24, and the founder of it, Dr. Lois Lee, has literally created a worldwide model that can be replicated where instead of if these girls or the boys are arrested, and what is happening right now is that the boys are often going underground and being held or being set up in uh, apartments, not on the street as much. But if they get arrested, they then get thrown in jail. Well, you know, here's the thing, their children, they need to have school, they need to have health care, they need to have dentistry, they need to have all the things that are needed, and many of these kids have been thrown out of the house, or they are what they call throwaway children, if their value system does not, their parents don't agree with their value system. If they come out as gay or transgender, that's something that for many families, they're like, no, that can't, I will not tolerate that in my household. That's another thing that I have to say. High five, thank you to Pope Francis when he said, you know, who is he to tell someone who they are to love, you know, if God loves us all. This is huge in its acceptance of who people fall in love with. And I've said this for so long, and I I use my older sister who was her, you know, first um, girlfriend who said to her, you know, You don't have to worry uh, about getting fired because of who you love, who I love. And isn't that the truth? I'm, you know, hopelessly straight, but I'm not going to get fired because I say I'm gay. I'm not going to be discriminated against because of that. So to have someone who is that high level, a role model for people, I, I think this man is literally a miracle that he has walked in. Another thing that I think we need to be aware of is, as we close out this year, there are many people who have been dealing with really tough issues of financial, of what they're doing with family, and in that way, they're also looking at what is the most important thing for them. I'm seeing more people who are not spending a great deal on Christmas, but rather they're wanting to focus on what they can do for themselves. And in my third segment, what I'm going to go over is what I covered in my most recent two weeks ago when I was at Children of the Night. I'm going to do the, for the end of the year, creating your ideal partner. This is a step-by-step process that you can do and it's something that when you have the time to think about it and if you are in a committed relationship, you can still create your ideal partner. It's about how you look at your partner, not how and looking at what they do well. So the first part of the show Um, I'm going to be talking, you know, I've talked about what I see as the zeitgeist for 2013 and sexuality. In the second part, I'm going to be talking about the road to recovery coalition to support America's heroes. That is a conference I was just at and there was a panel of five of us and there were a total of 12 in our group of our you know friends and family who were also there with us. And we were speaking to the, severely injured soldiers about sexuality, relationships, and quality of life. And I can assure you that these are OIF and OEF, so Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Iraqi Freedom, and they are young, many of them are young, and these injuries have absolutely impacted, A, how they feel as men and women, and how they feel they can relate to their partner. So I'm going to go through some of the things that we spoke about in our in my second segment, I'm coming up to the break for my first break. Uh, I thank you for being with me for my last show. I am Lou Paget, and when I come back, I'm going to be discussing with you the Coalition to Support America's Heroes and our conference.
0: Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartFilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on HeartFilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on TogiNet.com.
1: Hello and welcome back for my final show of 2013. What I'm going to talk about in this segment is a panel that I have been part of for, this was our fifth year of doing it. I'm going to give you a little background history on this. I was approached by a lieutenant colonel in, at the time, uh, Donald Rumsfeld's office. If she knew of my work, she knew of my books. Excuse me. And she asked if I could do something and speak to severely injured soldiers on sexuality and disability. And my comment to Lieutenant Colonel Good was excuse me, that's not my area of expertise, but I do know the best in the field. And what I did was put together four other panel members who are experts in the area of sexuality and disability, who have their PhDs, who specialize in this, and who work with this. So this past week, uh, from last Monday until Friday, we were in Orlando. We were brought in by the Coalition to Support America's Heroes, Road to Recovery. There were 100 families that are brought in. And what they do is they choose um, 100 different families. They pay for everything, because for many of these military families, they are not able to, you know, they do not have the budget to take themselves and four kids or three kids to Orlando, And but they are flown in, and we do a panel along with many other, you know, panels that are done. Our panel is entitled Relationships, Sexuality, and Quality of Life, and the whole idea of our panel is to address the issues for individuals with invisible, like PTSD or TBI, PTSD being post-traumatic stress disorder or TBI, traumatic brain injury, because those things are often invisible, but they impact relationships massively. And the visible disabilities and for their partner, because emotional and physically based intimate connection is one of our pathways to healthy, intimate relationships with ourselves and with others. And I'll just add in here that when I was on the National Advisory Council with former Surgeon General David Satcher, he too had the attitude that their sexual health is an crucially important component of our overall general health. So That is why he created the Surgeon General's call to action on sexual health, and so it's basically it's how we all know who we are. So we are brought in, and as I said, this is our fifth year of doing it. But what we also did this year is we expanded it and had two. um, One was a medical anthropologist, and the other is finishing her. Ph.D. in the area of um, anthropology, and they were there to collect, you know, to do observational work in the area of what are these soldiers dealing with, what are these families dealing with, what are they being told by the VA, because they are able to go back and help with programs and with policy. So I'm going to introduce to you who our panel was in just a moment, but I would just want to finish giving a little bit of the history of our panel. So I put them together. We have people who speak in the area of religion, speak in the area of, of psychology, speak in the area of the practical, the tips and techniques, which is me, speak in the area of what happens with their partner and what can their partner do. And I'm also going to be posting up on um, my site, the I should say on my probably on Facebook, a link to our actual introduction panel. So that way, if people are interested, you can see who each of us are and you can contact us directly if you would like more information or you would like to know, you know, what we are, you know, uh, something more for yourself or if you're the caregiver, where to go in your area. So for myself, I was talking about the importance of focusing on enhancing pleasure rather than just, alleviating, you know, uh, the disability or the dysfunction. And truly, let's be honest, not all relationship issues are based in a disability or a related sexual issue. Sometimes there's things, I know this one, couples often don't tell the truth in front of one another. Like, they won't tell someone how they really would prefer to be kissed because they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. And so that was what I was focusing on. Uh, The second panel member who spoke is the Reverend Doctor Bill Staten and he'll speak about the coexistence of sexuality and spirituality. And as a American Baptist clergy, one of the reasons he went in back and and got his PhD in the area of, of sexuality is because as a you know, when he first came out and when he was first ministering, he was being asked all kinds of questions that in the area of relationships and sexuality that, A, first of all, he didn't even know existed, and secondly, he did not know how to minister to them when they were asking. So he said, I have got to go back and learn about this, because otherwise I can't be as effective. And he is a monstrously big contribution to this panel, because... For people who are within the military, that tends to be a very, they tend to have a very strong base culture. A lot of them do. So having someone who can bridge those two areas where where they coexist is so. The next person who was presenting is Dr. Linda Moa, who is a PhD psychologist who has been, who is at the Long Beach VA. And she's going to, she, you know, was talking to them about how what she sees presented to her as a psychologist and a sex therapist within the VA setting. Now, anyone who has had to deal with the VA, as Linda said, I I spend, I feel like I spend half my day apologizing for what the VA does or does not do. It is a very Byzantine organization where one thing will be handled differently than another thing over here. And for the caregivers it's often immensely frustrating trying to get services that the person that they're taking care of usually their husband or you know their wife to you know that they're entitled to so one of the things that Linda talks about is she helps people go through that then we also talk about how what's you know the accessibility to sexual pleasure and the ways in which sexual expression can actually be enhanced through adaptive sex play, and this is where uh, Tom Stewart of Sports Sheets came in and was a phenomenal contribution for us. Tom is the CEO of Sports Sheets, and if anyone wants to, you can go on and look at Sportsheets.com. and any person who has a disability, let me tell you, they get downright creative when it comes to anything that can assist them. And I mean, and one of Tom's comments was, look, let's be honest. If you have hurt your leg and you have, you know, need to have a little more stability and you use a cane, that's an adaptive tool. If you need to use a wheelchair or a motorized cart occasionally because of mobility issues, that's an adaptive tool. Well, that's also what we brought Tom in because his products are so outstanding for people to use. And also, as a you know designer of product he has created and i'll talk about this when i you know talk about uh, mating and dating cuz he and i presented together but he created some things that are so unique and solely for this audience and and he has done so out of his own pocket and just to let people know we were brought in by the coalition but we were not paid Our comment was, my comment to people was, listen, this is our service for your service, because if they'd had to pay for us and had to pay our speaking fees, there was no way it it would not have fit for the coalition's budget. Uh, So this is something that I, I will tell you: each of us goes away with such a powerful, you know, message of what we can make a contribution on, how grateful we are, for how, what is in our lives, and when we see how people's lives in, you know, one second have just shifted and changed so dramatically, and the, the things that we observe, we bring home and carry forward into our own work all year long, so that's, so that's the, the essence of what it is, and then we have um, Dr. Mitch Tepper, who is speaking on. The sexuality and disability. this is his number one focus area. <clears throat> he has made it. Um, he works with occasionally at uh, Walter Reed. He has a website that he had created called sexualhealth.com, but he talks about you know, providing comprehensive sexual health care in spinal cord injury rehab, and he helps with educating the, the health professionals about this, because truly. They don't know how to answer the questions because when Mitch was injured himself, he did a headplant into a lake in some mud and boom, you know, heard his you know, spinal cord go. And he said one of the first things he did was ask, you know, am I ever going to be able to have sex again? Because at this point he was on his way to go to Wall Street. He wanted to be making money. He had all of these things. And in that second of diving over a uh, cord to go into a lake, he broke his neck. Now I'm coming up to my second break here and I think about 30 seconds or maybe a minute or more. So what I'll do is I'll give you, when I come back, I'll go through each of those things, each of the the different areas so that if you are interested, I'll just give you a quick recap and then I'll also talk about some of the observations that we had with these um, severely injured personnel and their wives because I'll tell you, the wives, it isn't just the soldier get, that gets impacted, believe you me, it's the entire family, it's everyone. And to see the amount that people give for these soldiers, it just warms your heart. Please stay with me. I'll be right back with the descriptions of the Road to Recovery
0: panel. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com.
3: Join us every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for the Johnny Roland News, Guns, and Motorsports radio show with commentary about current events, guns, shooting, and firearms issues, automotive and motorsports features, and special music presentations. Johnny is recognized as an International Firearms Authority and Ballistic Engineer, as well as an accomplished and widely recognized automotive designer and longtime TV and radio host. This program draws on Johnny's experience in shooting, motorsports and as a professional entertainer musician don't miss johnny roland news guns and motorsports entertainment at its best trust us on this one it's a fun show every monday morning at 10 a.m central right here on the toginet radio network
4: have you been laid off with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 Central here on toginet.com.
0: Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now back to your host Lou Paget.
1: Mm. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I'm just going to give you uh, introduce to you who the people on our panel were. There was myself, Lou Paget. Then there was Dr. Linda Mona, who is a psychologist at the VA Long Beach here. Then we had the um, Reverend William Staten, Bill Staten. Then we had Tom Stewart of Sportsheets, and then we had Dr. Mitch Tepper, who is um, also a Ph.D. and specializes in the area of uh, spinal cord injury and sexuality. We also had there with us Zoe Wool, W-O-O-L, and she is a medical anthropologist at Columbia University. And she looks at, you know, especially the complicated ways sexuality, intimacy, care, and touch are part of the process of families who are trying to, you know, remake their life after war. Uh, we also had Dr. Antoinette Izzo, I-Z-Z-O. And she is just finishing her, um, she's finishing her um, PhD at the University in um, at Las Vegas, and what she is looking at is she's a, a service-oriented, pardon she's a service-connected OIF, Operation um, Enduring Freedom, veteran with 14 years in the enlisted Marine Corps. So Antoinette knows the, knows the, the, the Marine world, knows the uh, military world, and also was looking at this as a result of her own issues with PTSD, mild TBI, and military sexual trauma. So she comes to it from that. Um, Zoe Wool's husband is Corey Silverberg, who has written one of the best books that we have. It's kind of like a Bible for many people, The Ultimate Guide to Sex and Stability. It's both himself, it's Miriam Kaufman, Corey Silverberg, and Fran Odette. So those are the people, and my um, twin sister was also there. She has two nursing degrees, and has been a psych nurse. So what we wanted is we wanted to be as available and approachable to people because that's where they come and find us. They don't typically come up after an event. They stop you in the hall. They stop you, you know, as Linda Mulder said, by Dumbo. Um, They stop you anywhere where they can reach you. And one of the most important things given that Lieutenant Colonel Good told us, look, we do a lot of really good things for these soldiers, but what we don't do is we do not address the area of sexuality. So our panels were exceedingly well As Patrick uh, Zubrow said, they were embarrassingly well-attended. So the first one we talked about sexuality, where sexuality and religion coexist. And Bill is amazingly good at being able to get the, the sexuality, spirituality, and religion, and the fact of the importance of a lifelong education. And for people, they are a, you know, it is crucial, and it's an integral part of them from day one. So they, you know, for many of them, so we started with that. Then we talked about how wartime affects sex. And bottom line is we need to know the we need to be able to look at the traumas because they see things that you and I would never see. Let me tell you. They're seeing things, and it is really... Sometimes, the, when I'm remember I talked about the visible and the invisible scars? That's what I'm referring to. So this is something that was um, Mitch and um, Linda presented, Dr. Tepper and Dr. Mona. Then... And what they're looking at is ways that the partners can establish, you know, a dialogue, a way of talking to one another about what they might like to do. Believe you me, for people who are, have disabilities, they do have to be more creative because they have to talk about things more, which people who don't, I mean, they could learn a really good lesson from this. So, and also looking for appropriate resources for them so that, If they are identifying a different way or if they need assistance with something, we can point them in the right direction. Then we had a segment on reclaiming sexuality in the face of disability for you and your partner. Because let's be often, you know, honest, after, you know, you acquire a disability, almost every, all aspects of your life can feel different, even sex. And that is, you know, for many of these people, they're not able to have sex the way they used to, they're not able to, she's not able to be on top if he may have had a hip injury. And one of the things also, we saw different injuries this time. There were more, because um, uh, Operation Enduring Freedom, the Afghanistan, that tends to be more on the ground. And what is happening is there's more blast injuries. So there's more hip and more leg and genital injuries as well, which is something that that is a huge issue if you know if that is damaged, the nerve tissue or in some cases, these men literally lose all of their genitals and so how do they then become a sexual being again? That's the stuff that we address in these presentations. The other thing now when we're talking about Tom Stewart, let me tell you this guy is an absolute saint. first off, he is a retired marine helicopter pilot, so he full well knows the machismo, the attitude, the you know, the, the military um, swagger, the whole thing of it. And he also can, he's he, you know, specialized in the area of doing things that are what we would call in my field, vanilla kink. What he did the first year that we were there, Tom, first time he was there, he met a couple where this soldier had been shot in the neck six weeks He was deployed right after they got married, and he was shot in the neck six weeks after they were married and paralyzed. And I will tell you, if it weren't for his wife, that guy would not have made it because she says, oh, no, I am not, I am not going to be a widow now. What they also did is give us the awareness of how powerfully these couples come together. Because think about this. If you are living and doing the caretaking for someone who has an injury, you're often very isolated, and you're doing a lot of care. So this is a chance for them to share what works with other couples. And what they told Tom is that they wanted to be able to have him be on top. So Tom devised and built a sling that, along with Dr. Mona, and they, Tom had a suite and he had a Hoyer lift, and for those who may not know, Hoyer is H-O-Y-E-R. And it is a lift that allows people to be lifted in and out of a bed without having to put strain on someone else's back. Because many healthcare um, personnel get injured trying to hold and carry people into a bed. Um, you know, they hurt their back, shoulders, something strained. So this Hoyer lift, it's almost like flying like a Superman um, thing. It holds on the chest area it brings them up, their legs are supported, and the whole thing can be be completely adjusted. And I'll tell you, there was one couple where he um, cannot be, he, he could not do that because of the weight on his hips. When he was trying to be on top, it was just too painful, and he didn't have as much strength in his arms. But this allowed him to be up, and his wife, You know, they were fully clothed, but she could, like, slide underneath them, and the look on their faces when they were doing, you know, when they were trying this, excuse me, this sling out, would have touched every one of you right to your core. It was, like, amazing. So in the mating and dating thing, this is what I covered along with Tom, is that, hey, different ways you can touch one another, the swirl, that you don't do the same regular pattern all the time. Many times, couples will not tell one another exactly what they want in front of their partner because they don't want to hurt their feelings. And so I go through the practical things, and then we share with them some of the different toys, at which point they are then, okay, I'm out the door and I want to go use it. So that was our Coalition to Support America's Hero Road to Recovery. And I will tell you, if you're looking at sports sheets online, some of the things to consider are the door jam sex sling, and what this does is it allows couples to be in a position without weight on them. So it's like literally like a little swing. It's like a little sling. There's no assembly involved. You just basically have to get a door that's a solid, good door, and you put two little. There's like almost two little barbells that go over, and it's strapped like parachuting straps. And then it comes down. There's a sling, and there's places for you to put your feet as well. But you can be adjusted up and down so. If the partner enjoys oral sex, someone can do that while they're in the sling. They don't have to bend their back. And for some of these men, they can't do things that would have them bend forward or twist or stay in one position for too long because their legs don't feel as stable if they want to do something over the edge of the bed. And these products are so Awesome. So try check out the doggy style strap and the door jam sex sling. And the observations that we made for what we saw at this road to recovery, the soldiers tend to have been injured um, much, you know, a longer time ago, like 2003 or 2004. What we also saw is some of these soldiers, as a result of the TBI, the traumatic brain or the PTSD, were hypersexualized to the point that they were constantly bombarding their partner for sex. Now, one of the things that William Staten, Bill Staten said, which I thought was really quite interesting, these soldiers go over there and they say, listen, I am closer to these men and I, than, I, you know, than I have been to my wife. And he said, it may be that for some of them, they had such strong attachment to their other male soldiers that they worried that they might actually be secretly gay. So their thing is that they have to prove to themselves there's absolutely no way that they're gay because they're constantly having sex with their wives. And one of the things that we want people to know is there are services and there are people available for them. They just It's like we provided like this sort of like encyclopedia of information and now they know how to come and find us. So I'm coming up to my final break here and I will conclude this evening um, with the How to Create Your Ideal Partner. That will be my final segment for today. Please stay with me. I will be back after these tunes.
0: This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Do you ever feel like you're
2: the invisible woman? Too polite to be political? too nice to be real tame even though you really want to be unleashed like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending. Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to La Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. La Chic Speak is the Wulu Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen. Heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of La Chic Speak with your host Jen Duchenne. Only here on the WooHoo Radio Network.
4: Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer.
1: In this segment, what I'm going to talk about is how to create your ideal partner. And because people will often ask me that if they're single, you know, they, they want to find you know, the, the perfect person. But if they are in a current relationship, how do they have that person become ideal? So I got this idea because I was, I'm presenting again tomorrow. I'm doing my, my final class uh, in sexuality, sexual health for children of the night. The organization here that is the uh, rescue uh, facility for underage uh, prostitutes in Los Angeles and actually nationwide, they can be flown in. And if you want to look at the site, it's childrenofthenight.org. O r g. And what I had them look at, and what, what Dr. Lois Lee um, asked me to do, who is the founder of it? I want you to talk to them about what their um, about healthy sexuality, about the pleasure of sex, about the enjoyment of it, that it is not something where you are forced. It's not something that's manipulative. It's not something that's coercive. And And this is, so this is what I started. And a year ago, in December 2012, I asked them, I said, okay, let's look at it this way. Who and what are the relationships you know, that people have. We have our friends, we have our intimate friends, and we have ourselves. Now, and then I ask them, when you look at relationships and when you look at good relationships, who do you listen to? Okay? So I'd ask you the same question. And what did you learn at home? Which is why I say to people, if you are in a, you know, a crappy relationship and you're staying just for the you know, for the sake of the children... You're giving these children crappy information on relationship. You are not telling them. You are, in essence, delivering for them. And if you think children aren't aware of it, trust me, they are. Going back to some of these mothers who uh, had the women at the Road to Recovery whose husbands were, were hypersexualized the one woman said, well, you know, my, you know, I think my six year old is, you know, realizing that, you know, this is something where it doesn't make her feel good. It does not make this, this wife feel good. Um, because if she doesn't give him sex, he is totally ticked off. And then he becomes mean. And the other thing that happens for a lot of these soldiers is that they are on a lot of meds. And in many cases, in my humble opinion, I have to say many of them are majorly over medicated. Um, the meds are useful absolutely for some situations, but they just chalk them on, you know, more and more and more and more. And that also will impact their sexual function. But she said, My six year old might know. I said, Trust me, your six year old knows. So I said, What are the messages you're giving her about relationship? And she was like, Ooh, yeah, that's and you know, she was crying and saying, I you know, I'm not sure what to do. We did have her work with Doctor Mona, she did get some more information So hopefully we sent her home from that conference more prepared to deal with what she's dealing with when she gets home. So here's what I also ask people. You want to have an ideal partner? Who are your role models when you look at relationships? Do you look at celebrities? Do you look at someone in your family? And have you had a number one first big love that set the standard? Okay? If you have, which chances are you have, then that is something to consider the feeling of. Now, the big thing that I had them do was to list the 10 ideal traits for a partner. Okay? Now, and we're going to be covering that actually tomorrow when I go back in, because I want them to look at what they want. And they want, you know, hey, they're, they're teenage girls. They want the same thing as. Just about everybody, they want someone who thinks that they're really special. And again, I had them write this out. I didn't have them type it. I had them um, write this out. I had them do it on a piece of paper and save it and look at it so they could review it. And the main reason for it is when you are honest about what you're writing about something and you write it down, chances are it's more likely to happen for you. Another big question I will ask people when they are looking for this ideal perfect person, if this person is so amazing and and all of these good things, why would they want you? Okay? Be honest about why and what your appeal is. And if your appeal is only a body part, well, chances are that's not going to be the most important thing. Dealing with some people today, where this woman very much wants to marry this particular man, she is crazy about him. They've been together x amount of time. Well, I can tell you just by his behavior, there is not a hope in Hades that he is going to marry her. She is not exactly what he wants. He is a very gentle, you know, person, and he's not about to hurt her feelings. But he's not about to hurt himself more. So the thing. That when you're looking at this ideal partner and creating this list for yourself, look at all areas of what someone is like. Um, what are, you know, how do you want to have conversations with this person? How do you want to feel when this person walks into the room? How do you, you know, how and what would a normal day be like with this person? And that was one of the sweeter questions when I asked the girls um, two weeks ago, I said, what does a normal, really nice day look like for you? And here's another thing that I'll tell you and and I shared with them. When they're making a decision, and when you're making a decision about a a partner or choosing someone, if you make the decision and when you think about it, you you only feel it from your, your neck up, That's your head making the decision, and that's usually not your most honest input. If when you're thinking about this and making the decision and you hear it from your heart or you feel it in your heart, that's more likely the person that you, you know, that's more likely the honest answer because your heart cannot lie to you. Another thing when you're looking at an ideal partner, give yourself some time to walk around and think of how you want to feel, how you want to partner, and do this by yourself without having other thoughts going on. And just focus on it because your thoughts truly are magnetic. And any of you, if you've ever read any of um, Esther Hicks' works, there's a book entitled um, Ask and It Is Given, And in there, she literally has an exercise where you are only 17 seconds away from 68 seconds to fulfillment. Because within 17 seconds, you literally activate the vibration of that subject within you, and immediately your law of attraction starts occurring. And within 68 seconds, you are going to you know you are already bringing it into. Your existence. Now, isn't that you know? Isn't that something that's powerful? And by the way, if you happen to get the paperback of Ask and It Is Given, it's on page chapter twenty-one, page one oh nine, FYI. Which I have to tell you, I think the law of attraction is something that more people have seen. As again, going back to Zeitgeist two thousand thirteen, and I think what we've also seen, we are no longer buying lock, stock, and barrel. All of the noise, nonsense, and absolute bald-faced lying that these politicians have been doing for the last however many years they are now getting called on the carpet and believe you me energetically some of them are very handily being removed isn't that nice to know so going back to your ideal partner so do it for 17 to 68 seconds and see what you know see what this will do for you see if you can you know now So you're in a a committed relationship already. You're married, you have children. When you are with your partner, look at why you first chose them. Are those traits and those things that you first found so desirable and attractive, are they still there? And if they are, focus on them. The thing that we often do, and hey, it's something that we are trained to do. We are trained to look at the negative. People often focus on what is not there. Focus on what is there and focus on how you want to feel good about being in your relationship. If you want someone who takes better care of themselves, then hello, lamb chop, you take better care of yourself too, okay? That's something, again, law of attraction, it's about you doing what works for you how many times have we seen situations where something happens that's a complete disaster and the person then, you know, either a, a relationship ends or they get sick, and then what they do is it's like, boom, that's when they all of a sudden start taking care of themselves and when they start enjoying their life more. They start becoming, they lose weight, they find something else. Now, they may have gone through a tremendous tragedy, but they still. Life is meant to be lived and if you want to partner and partner well, be honest with your partner about why you're choosing them. Don't tell them, Oh, I really like you because I think you're really fun about blah, that. Blah, when actually your you know, your secret untold messages, I really like the size of your wallet. If that's what you think is great about that person, tell them because that is what is eventually going to come out. So On my last show of the year, I would like to thank all of you so much for spending time with me. Attention is your most seductive behavior. I'd like to thank you for your attention. I wish you all the best for coming 2014. May you have the kind of relationships that you wish for. May you have the type of sexual connection. If you are wanting to have something more in your life, work on it and know that You, as you are, are just perfect, and you probably don't have to change a lot of things, just your attitude of how you want to bring someone in. I am thrilled about the Joyce Elders Chair in Sexual Health. I am, it is my pleasure to do my donation for, of time and services for Children of the Night and for the Road to Recovery, and to all of you, I wish you all the best of the holidays. Take care of yourself. I will talk to you in 2014. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget.